You're about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. Romans chapter 8 verse 19. The Bible says, For the endless expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. Where are the sons? Can you shout amen if you are one? Yeah. Hallelujah. So we started first service this way. We read Romans. We come back here. Romans chapter 12. And we dwelt on verse 2. So verse 1 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your body as a living sacrifice, only and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Bible says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. So by renewing of your mind, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You are transformed. The old goal of Christianity is that something happens to you on the outside as there is an adjustment on the inside. And that adjustment is very necessary because it separates the boys from the men in the kingdom of God. So Apostle Paul was writing to the Romans and he said that do not be conformed. Don't accept the status quo. You know, people have been born again and what I'm talking about, there are many adjustments to be made. But the one we are emphasizing this morning is a shift that has to happen to you from the one that is being ministered to to the one that is ministering to other people. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. At a point when you want to rise as a son in the kingdom, the one that the creatures are waiting for, the one that the whole world is traveling, and that is happening everywhere. The world is groaning. The world is traveling. And the Bible tells us the reason why they are traveling. They are waiting for sons to manifest. Unfortunately, sons are traveling and groaning with God. Hallelujah. The Bible said the expectation is very high. When we the sons, and we began to give some examples in first service, this must be your mentor. This will change how you pray. There are those who pray asking God to do something for them. There are others who pray asking God what He wants them to do. Say levels. The second one, the one that is asking God, Lord, what do you want to do in my life and what do you want me to do? We command more resources. We'll advance faster. We have more angels working with him than the one that is asking God. And it's unfortunate. Over 70% of the people in the body of Christ are on this other side. Wanting to be ministered to. Wanting to be prayed for. Wanting God to help them. Oh God, do this, do that. But they do not know. You don't get to the second level when you have exhausted all your problems at first level. You get to second level. All your problems will disappear when you start thinking at the second level level. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. The day you start seeing that you are sent to minister to people. The day you start seeing that you are the sent one. All things will bow to you. The life will assume another level. When you start understanding. And that's why we are considering this. And this is just the starting point. We are still trying to lay the foundation. Is somebody following me? It's important we get this. Are, are you with me? Amen. So, I called the first service. I said, the mentality of the saint one. Hallelujah. You are an ambassador. Even when we allow the names that we are, we are called by in the Bible to stay in us. If you really meditate on those names, it will do something to you. And I said that, those who are like this, others will think they are proud. Because your language will be different from that of one. So I'll give an example for service. When Peter saw that man at the beautiful gate, Peter did not ask God for anything. He acted on God's behalf. In fact, the statement was bogus. He said, silver and gold I don't have, but such as I have. He was talking as if the power was living inside him, and guess what? Truly, the power was living inside him. He did not say that such as we ask God to do for you. He said, such as I have, I give to you. So he said, get up. And the guy got up. Such as I have. What an audacity. He said, I have it, and I can give it to you right now. Such as I have. 
Is somebody with me? Praise the Lord. Are are you following me? But the people are waiting. So, this shift must happen to every Christian. So, let's go back to some of the scriptures that we read earlier. Hallelujah. Let's start with the one we read in John 20, 21. Praise the Lord. And then we are going to read Psalm 105, verse 17. You are saints. Praise, praise the Lord. Are you, are you with me? Amen. Okay, leave that for you. Let, let just, let, let's read that Obadiah 121. Let's read. I, I love that scripture so much. And this is in Old Testament beginning to define our purpose. Now, I know for a long time you have thought that there is only one Savior. But look at what the Bible says. And what? Shall we read it together? What mean of when you hear the word saviors? How many? At least more than one. Saviors shall come up on Mount Zion to judge the Mount of Esau. Remember the Bible says, Upon Mount Zion there shall be deliverance and there shall be holiness and the house of Jacob shall possess their possession. That is what verse. It's the same chapter. Obadiah 1. Go to verse 18. Hallelujah. Why is that? No, I want that upon my there shall be Thank you. But upon my Zion, there shall be deliverance. You know why? Because saviors will come from Man Zion or come to Man Zion. And who are the saviors? John chapter 20. Let's read verse 21. Savior. When Jesus died, he did something to us. Hallelujah. When he was on earth, he was the only savior. He will come around and he will heal the sick. He will raise the dead. But something happened. After Jesus, after the resurrection, he appeared to the disciples and they said to them, Men and brethren, you need to get this. You need to understand this. Wherever you find yourself, even when all you have left in your pocket is one naira, it doesn't change who you are in Christ. Sometimes bodies rise. Sometimes battles are raging. It does not change your identity. And never change what you are saying and what you are farming based on the word of God. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. The sport world needs a savior. Political scenario in Nigeria, the politics of Nigeria needs a savior. Education needs a savior. The Bible says saviors won't come from any other place except from Zion. But there is something that they have to know to become the savior. Otherwise, if these saviors don't come, the whole world will continue to groan and continue to groan in their endless expectation, waiting for sons to arise, but the sons don't know, because the sons are groaning like them also. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Anywhere you find yourself, you are for the glory of God in that place. Anywhere, even if a Christian is a driver, that's why we don't reject any job. Our opportunity to work, our job does not feed us per se. Our job is for us to serve God. In fact, when Paul was talking about job, he said, let him that, uh, uh, let him that uh, stole steal no more. He said, but let him walk with his hand, that he might have something to give to the poor. He didn't say that, that he might have something to eat. It's amazing the language of the Bible. But you see, <laughs> anyway, Lord, let your light shine on us today. Help us to see Hallelujah. Neighbors are waiting for saviors. My son is sick. And you are there. And you are the savior, but you don't know. And the Bible says, a man that is in honor that does not know it is like a beast that perish. I explained to them for service. This is why a person that is a Christian, they are sharing money and you join them. Because you cannot see so there is a pressure of rent. You think you are limited to that rent and should they kick you out? That is the end. 
There is no end to what can happen to a child of God. Hallelujah. Because we are going to read in Isaiah 105 verse 17. Joseph knew that he was sent. The Bible says he sent a man before them, Joseph. It didn't look like no angel appeared to Joseph. No voice told him that Joseph, we are sending you to. But what led to this scenario was that the brothers team up against him and they sold him. But the Bible says it was God that sent him there. No matter the situation you are, you are sent to that place. You are not the firstborn, secondborn, lastborn of the second wife, third wife, whatever the legitimate. You are not by chance in that situation. Once you are born again, you have become one of the saints ones. You are one of the saviors. Somebody say living amen. 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 Hallelujah. Are, are, you, are, you, are you with me? Is somebody with me? So when <laughs> Mrs. Potiphar started tempting Joseph, he couldn't fall because he could see ahead. He already had a vision that the brothers were bound. He just knew that Mrs. Potiphar, if I bow to you, the best you will do for me is that I will eat bigger meat in this house. But I'm still a slave. I can see when the old world will be bowing to me. Because of that, I can't be part of this. If you give me this money you are sharing, I will pay my rent. Worst case scenario, I will buy a car. But I have thought many years ahead. I see myself buying cars for the widows. It's not about me paying rent. I'm going to build houses for widows. So you can't help me with this little thing. I'm not going to stumble over this. It is the thinking of the saint one. They know they are on a mission on that. So it is very easy for them to eliminate whatever is not part of that vision. Is somebody following me? Yes, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Oh, that, that's what the Bible said. He that lacked these things is blind and he cannot see afar off. And you can see how many people are blind by the decisions that they take. Hallelujah. Are you, are you following me? Praise the Lord. Let's, let's read again. So, <laughs> thank you Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. So Jesus said, so let's go to John 20, 21. After the resurrection. So, Savior started from this. He said, when they heard the prophets, when he said, when Obadiah said, Savior shall come to Zion. Everybody was wondering, when will they come? When will they come? When will they come? You know, I've been saying this for a while, and I feel like I should repeat. I told them first service. This dream is born in a memoir. That at this state that Nigeria is now, it looks today as if the country needs about ten universities that are Christian universities that are free, and that they are the best, and it will happen. That is why I'm talking to you. Imagine all of us here having hospitals that are the best that nobody goes for surgery abroad again and once you are not a politician once you are not a you are not the treatment is free it is the next phase of the church because savior must come from zion are you with me now you will be making a big mistake when you start running your mouth because some have it and people pay what those who have churches are investing right now what they've done is to show us that it can be done the next phase is that some people will do it for free. Are you with me? Are you, are you with me? Nobody will do everything. A generation must go beyond generation after you. And that is what we are looking for. I think about this every now and then. Now, I was saying them earlier that I, I just said that and I said that if we want to get a, if we want to get land as a church, then why can't we get the one that even you have game centers in the sense that you have a long tennis court, you have football. That's the way I think. You have basketball courts. And it's a free sport arena. Imagine you have that in Ikeja, where anybody can come on Sunday or any day to come and do sports. It even brings the world very close to evangelism. Are you, are, you, are, you, are, you, are you hearing what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Because we must be trained to look beyond ourselves and look at the world we are in. Those who live this way are the ones who will control the greatest resources eventually. If you are thinking about others and you are not thinking about yourself. And do not talk about what others are doing. Determine in your heart what you want to do. When you start complaining about what other people are doing, you have lost your power to them. Because everybody came into this world with one head. This is why we cannot say they are politicians and they are bringing us down. They were born the way you were born also. 
A time comes that a man of vision tells himself, I am bigger than the old world, so it is my principle that will reign. Alexander the Great did it. If you don't think that way, you will not conquer anything. Hallelujah. And I've told you, you see, vision is more powerful than resources. When Alexander the Great faced the uh, uh, Medo-Persian king in battle, and the Grecian, you know, after uh, Medo-Persian, the Greek conquered the world, and that was a Greek language, uh, Greek language spread around the world, and then, poet, I mean, they were the best in poetry stuff and all those things. And then after that, the Roman, the Roman Empire conquered the Greek Empire, and then from there you have UK, and then you have all this country now. I've read quite a number of books on, on the history of the world. The sincere truth is this. When Alexander was going to fight this other king, which one was the king of Persia that he fought, his army size, they were less than one over ten of the other side. I said what happened was that they came sat on his throne, the, uh, the Persian king, and he was looking at Alexander at the other end of the field with hundreds of thousands of soldiers between them. But before he could blink his eyes, I saw Alexander right before him. His vision got him across those people. Of course, he was also highly fetish. But then, that is why you have the anointing. Amen. As a matter of fact, that was the day he wept. He wept because he did not kill the king of Persia himself. When the king saw him, the soldiers covered him up and they ran away. When the soldiers saw that they were losing to Alexander and that they asked one day from Alexander, they killed the king themselves. When Alexander got there and he saw that the king was right there, he pained him that they deprived him of killing the guy. So the whole war was wasted. That was how he felt. You know, there were fighters in those days. Uh, those who would travel from one nation to another to go and fight. That is perfect hatred. And they'll be trekking. How can you trek from Nigeria to go and fight Mali? And you won't change your mind on the way. You, at times it will take them 70 days to reach the people you are going to fight. And they will sleep, wake up, they will move. Sleep, wake up, and that anger is still there. And they finally get there after 70 days and they fight. <laughs> I don't think many people now they cannot sustain that level of hatred. If you want to fight somebody and after two days you've not read the play, would you go back home? Now, what kind of fight is this one that we are striking? Say, say, your, your family, everybody's at home. You are going 70 days to go and fight somebody. <laughs> say, okay, you know what? We wait for them to come. But not in those days. They will get there. They will carry animals, they will carry food, they will carry entertainers. And they will go all the way to go and fight. It is called vision. Evil vision. <laughs> Amen. Because nations must conquer nations then. And that's how they used to do it. Even within our local, local area in Nigeria here, the Egbers fight for the Jebu, all kinds of wars. You know, Gumola, I've, I've, I've read even Yoruba history, Babashonu, all of them. I've, I've seen, uh, what was the name of this? Um, Koromi and uh, Gumola, and um, uh, there's this one. That was the one that really caused the war. What's the name? I'm trying to remember the name. Okay, anyway, let's leave that today. <laughs> Amen. You see, history is very important. You need to know where you are coming from. And somehow, when you don't know history, you will repeat it. Yes, you will, you will repeat it. Hallelujah. The arrangement might change, but the result is always the same. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> is somebody with me? Are you, are you following me? This is important. So this shift has to take place. And it's about paying attention to how you are described in the Bible. So let's look at an example that I said we look at second service. That is Esther chapter 4. Hallelujah. Savior will arise. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. You are not just coming to church. You will fellowship with God until your eyes are open to know what He will have you do. And every day, live as a man or a woman on a mission. A Christian does not own his business. If you do that, then you have a lot of difficulties like people are having. Now, many people have never sat down. See, some of the problems going on in churches and in many places... People are the cause. The people that will not take their time to learn from God, to learn what God will have them do, 
we wait for a preacher to straight talk them, and then they say they want they pay, the same people want to give and receive hundredfold. And when it doesn't happen that way, they are the ones who go out and complain. Say they collected their money. You should be persuaded by yourself, by the word of God, of steps to take. When you sit down with the word in prayer, it will reveal to you secrets on how to grow your business or what God is interested in everything going on around you. And all answers are in his word. And you must trust him to show you how to go about it and, and vow that whatever he reveals to you, you will follow. When a man is like, you have no problem in this world. Hallelujah. I mean, situations will arise from time, but you will always overcome. Praise the Lord. So, this is Mordecai talking to Esther. She got to the palace and she had forgotten. I am praying that it will just come inside everybody to know that, hey, I am sent. There is a reason why I'm in Lagos and there is a reason why you are 34, 35, 40, 50, 60, 70. Moses knew when he was 80 and when he got to know, everything changed. It's as if the resources of heaven will only follow those who have understood this thing. Hallelujah. Mordecai came to meet Esther and he said that if you keep quiet at this time, enlargements, <laughs> deliverance will arise to the Jews from another place. But you and your father shall be destroyed. And who know it? Whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Somebody say amen. amen. This is a very weighty statement. Listen to me. For every child that dies out there on the streets of poor treatment and everything, for every woman that wants to give birth and they use a quack hospital and they die, everyone is counting. There is need for deliverance and enlargement. But it's a question of who will the Lord use. Those who are in authority who do nothing, on the judgment day, they will understand that authority is a serious thing that when it is committed to your hand, you will answer. When you stand before God, now, I want to say this to everybody, and I, I, I pray that those who have measure of authority in, in, in public places will listen to this. The sincere truth is, whatever you do with the position you are given can affect your children, grandchildren, positively or negatively. Not that can. It will affect them positively or negatively. It's not that human beings will rush, but God takes his time. But you know what? The law of sowing and reaping applies always. If you are leading a state and people are dying there and you are doing nothing about it, you are opening door for death to visit your family. None of them, will, none of the people, if anybody is involved, they can't escape this kind of thing. It is not anybody causing anybody. It's a laid down law. Before law came, in Genesis, God said that anyone who sheds a man's blood, by a man his own blood will be shed. That was not under the law. That was the perfect one before the fall of man. And God made that declaration that if you, if you kill a man, you die. The same thing. Except the person comes into Jesus Christ, who has died and he has paid the penalty. So if a killer comes to Jesus Christ, he cannot die again for the person he has killed. Isn't redemption beautiful? Even though the one he has killed might have gone to hell, but he is on his way to heaven. Redemption is not fear. And God is not a fear God. There's nowhere in the Bible where God is described as being fear. It's not fear. God is just. It's not fear. Hallelujah. Because it's God. Hallelujah. It's also the reason why no matter how angry you are with some people, God, if God is blessing somebody and you're angry, he doesn't consider your anger. Have you noticed that? Say, okay, the way they're angry, let us reduce the prosperity. It doesn't work like that. You get angry, he blesses the person more. Because God is God. And man can bend God. He's not going to bend to man. The one who created cannot be afraid of what he created. So he said, there are one million people talking now. Lord, what do we So God said, ah, one million. Okay, let's be careful. <laughs> the Almighty will say that. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh Lord Jesus. He said, enlargement and deliverance, they are going to come. 
He said, but it's possible they come from another source. He said, but I need you to know. Everybody, you just have a short time. By Evil's mandate to influence somebody in the office. After that, Evil moves you to another place. But you don't know why you are there. You are bothered by what to eat. It is a cause when a Christian dwells on those things. What to drink and what to put on. As occupy your mind. And you don't even know. When you understand your true identity, what to eat and do will never be a problem. It is part of the assignment. In Genesis chapter 24, Abraham sent a servant to go and get a wife for Isaac. If you read from verse 9 and 10, you will discover that when the servant was about to embark on that journey, he took Abraham's gold, he took Abraham's cattle. When he got to, uh, uh, um, uh, to Rebekah's house, the kind of gold and the wealth the guy displayed shocked them. They didn't belong to the servant. It was given to him because it was on an errand for Father Abraham. If you are the sent one and you are running errand, all the sons of heaven they follow you. That servant might not play with that gold in the house. But the papa Abraham has said, I go and get my, wife, my son a wife. And so that we can impress them very well. Take all my jewelries and everything. Take it along. It's the same way God works. On my, you, know, you are a son in the kingdom. Everything belongs to you. But I've discovered that you operate them when you, are, when you understand the assignment that he has given you. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Mordecai was trying to let Esther know that destruction is coming. Esther, look at it. That is the reason why you are in the palace. And when Esther got it, she said, let me fast for three days. And they started fasting. Now, this is how we pray kingdom prayer. She didn't pray that Lord bless me. She didn't pray that Lord save me. No. Say Lord, because she was already saved in the palace. My people are about to be destroyed. I told you for there are some people in this church who don't pray for themselves. And you know what? The more they pray for others. Ah, Saints don't know. I've also read in the book of Job chapter 42, the Bible said, then the Lord restored the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Not when he prayed for himself. The way many of you have prayed for yourself should have told you that enough of praying for yourself. You pray for yourself too many times and you'll see little or no results. Why don't you change your approach? For some reason, Job recovered everything back. by just, He just nailed down the same friends that were taunting him when he was having all those plagues on him. He began to pray for them. And the Bible says immediately God multiplied everything back to Job. There is something all over heaven. There is cry for enlargement and deliverance for the people of the world. People are in bondage. Some are sick. Relationships are sick. Families are sick. People breaking up day and night. All kinds of things happening. And their souls are groaning for Savior. Unborn children, their innocent soul, are crying for Savior on TV. Who will bring program to TV that will not be polluting the minds of people? People are crying. The souls of people are crying for policemen. Who will not harass them? And it's in Zion. That saviors will come from. Amen. Hallelujah. Are, are you with me? You see, the only way the healing power of God can come through you is when they tell you somebody is sick and you offer to pray for the person. That's all. It is not when an angel visits you. That might never happen. Some of the people who have demonstrated the greatest power never saw any angel. I'll just give you an example now. Joseph didn't see anything. As soon as they got to Babylon, something made Daniel to know that, hey, I'm sent here. No angel, no voice. The first vision he saw was when he adopted this mentality. They said that the king had a dream and nobody could interpret it and they wanted to kill all the wise men. Everybody started complaining. They mentioned, they mentioned targets in your office. Everybody started complaining. What kind of king is this? He had Panayam in the night. He dreamt and now all of us, <laughs> we can't rest again. Can you imagine this man? Who asked him to sleep self? Which is normal, really. One, I mean, one, one fair, funny fellow in the night drank wine <laughs> and ate a goosey and pad and slept and had a dream. And he was stupid enough to forget the dream. And now the whole country cannot rest. So woke up in the morning and he said, You know what? I dreamt, so tell me the meaning. And he said, Okay, tell us the dream. And we will tell you the meaning of it. He said, I forgot it. And the next thing he was going to say, He said, You know what? If you don't tell me the dream, I will kill all of you. 
Thank God what didn't come in those days. You know, men had authority in those days. You remember ancient Yoruba time? A king sees a fine girl. They say the Yoruba, Obagbesele. Nowadays, we will cut the leg. <laughs> Thank God for civilization. You will see my girlfriend and put leg. <laughs> that leg will dry. <laughs> I mean, the king will look at your younger sister and say, that's the one I want to marry. All of you will carry your sister to palace. And submit her with prostrate. You see, come here. <laughs> but thank God for nowadays. <laughs> if the king is not careful, they will punch him. <laughs> now, what do you mean by that? You know, but you know that was the order then. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Instead of Daniel to complain, Daniel just said, "Okay." He went to meet the guy that wanted to execute them, and he said that Ariok by name. That, that Daniel chapter two said Ariok. Why is the king angry? And the guy said that he said the king dreamt and nobody said, okay, you know what? Can you just let me tell the king, can you give me three more days? Just three days. I'm not saying you should not kill me. But instead of killing me, today is Sunday. Come and kill me on Thursday. That's what Daniel said. He said, go and kill others. <laughs> so on Thursday, call for me. And the guy said, no problem. He said, just give me a little time. Ali, don't kill me now. Come on Thursday. And he told the guys around him. He just had that savior mentality. That we can do something about the death sentence. And the Bible says himself and his friends began to fast and pray. Three days. And in the night, the vision was revealed to Daniel. He sat in his house like he was watching the TV. He saw the dream and he saw the interpretation. And majestically woke up to the king. And he began to announce. He said, no wise man can tell you this thing. He said, but there is a God in heaven. You know, God will always give you a vision. A vision that is beyond you. If God tells you to do something you can do, it is not really God. Because it will give you something that you will need him to be able to do it. When he told Noah to construct an ark, you know the meaning of that? He was never an architect or anything, but he had no choice. Because God wants, at the end of everything he tells man to do, he wants you to know that it is by him. It is not by power, it's by the anointing of the Spirit. And Noah started. And then he told him the other part of the job, to get animals to come in, how can you go and tell a lion to come into the cage you are made? <laughs> and then when he was there in the ark, he was there in the ark with the animals. Oh, they were looking at them. Looking at each other. I mean, lion would have said, bros, which one? <laughs> you should be my next man. And Noah had all his children there. And he brought, I mean, he brought serpents in. Serpents. Maybe boar. Some of the snakes that could swallow him, and they came in. How did he get them to come in? I mean, how do you get Python to come into your act? You got to stand before the snake and wave your hand. Come. <laughs> and they all came. And the popotamus, rhinos, all of them came in. And none of them attacked Noah. How many of each animal came in? Many of you will say two. No, seven. Yes. I read your Bible very well. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> seven came in. God told Noah to bring seven of clean animals, two of unclean animals. So it's seven. I saw it recently also. Regeneration chapter 8, chapter 7, 8, 6, 7, 8, and it was like seven, seven. Only unclean ones, two, two. Yeah. So they will not pollute the act, so two, two. <laughs> are, are you with me? How many children did Abraham give back to? Answer. How many of you are saying one? Isaac, how many of you are saying two? If you know it's two, can I see your hand? You think it's two? Can I see your hand? If you, wait, if you think it's two, can I see your hand? Okay, if you think it's one, can I see your hand? See, some are afraid, you don't want to belong anywhere. You are playing Nigeria, right? Don't you just. <laughs> Amen. How many don't believe in that of the two? You know that another figure, apart from one or two, can I see your hand? Okay, more people. So some people have read Bible here very well. Abraham had eight children, actually. He had Isaac, Ishmael, and six others. Genesis chapter 25. He married another wife when Sarah died by his name Keturah, and Keturah gave her to six children. Is that right? Okay. Samuel too was not the only child of his mother. I hope you know. After they gave him to the Lord, she, she had five more children. So Samuel's mother gave birth to how many? And Jesus was not the only child of Mary, you know? 
after Jesus, Mary gave birth to who? James that wrote the book of James in the Bible was Jesus' younger brother. Two James were in the Bible. The James that was disciple was beheaded by Herod. Herod killed that one. The one that survived that became the head of the church was Jesus' younger brother. Who didn't believe in Jesus when Jesus was alive? But he later believed when Jesus died. He was the one that would pray and his knee bore a hole on the floor. He was known as a man of prayer. And he was a man of law. Law. He would read the book of James. We have to be familiar with all these things. Out of all of them, everybody died. The only one that did not die was John. Peter was crucified upside down. Paul was tied to chariots and he was torn apart. Uh, uh, they used club sticks to kill Timothy. He was beaten to death. And all of them died like that. All the, all the, all the uh, apostles. Only John. And John was the only one that was talking about eternal life. If you read 4 John, 2 John, 3 John. And he said, he that is born of God keepeth himself and the wicked one, they don't touch him. When they killed the rest, they arrested John also. That was why he was in Isle of Patmos where he wrote the book of Revelation. They banished him to the island because there was no form of death that could kill him. He was boiled in oil. After the oil finished boiling, he was standing there. And then they threw him in an arena to Lion. Lion refused to eat him. So when they saw that there was nothing they could do again, they tied him in chain and took him to forest and dropped him dead. At least they just wanted to stop him from preaching in town. Hallelujah. The war that killed Jesus have always killed people. And when they can't kill you physically, they kill you with press. And many people don't understand. Once your voice is loud, that you are, there is no preacher on earth anywhere. I give you an example. Yongicho is the pastor's largest church in the world. He doesn't have a jet. He's poor. He's not, he's not a wealthy. He doesn't have a jet. He's not a poor boy. He doesn't have a jet. He's not a very wealthy man. He lives in a four-bedroom, simple apartment. Yet, Korean press have killed him. People don't understand. It's not about what these people have. It's the devil. Once you call out a call, and thousands are gathered, Satan will never leave you alone. Let all these men sell their day. He doesn't give them a reputation as well. A Christian cannot have a reputation with the press. Jesus did, even after he died, they lied that the disciples came to steal his body. It will always be. Until they get born again. As some pastors doing some wrong stuff, I'm not, I mean, people can do wrong things, definitely. But I'm saying that generally speaking, you can be. Alright? So when we become one million in this church, when we are winning souls, when every week we are having non-Christians converted to Christianity, they will put my name on the press. Even if I don't have a car, and I'm only using your car, anybody that's going my direction, you carry me, they will still talk about us. You have to understand. Some will wake up and cook up a lie just to sell, because we have a popular name. And you have to accept it's part of the package. Jesus said, when you give, he will give you hundred fold back, and he said, including persecution. So it's part of the package. If you don't want it, don't pray for big things. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Which particular year I told you that Bill Gates went to law court 45 times in one year? There are problems associated with size. When you get big, you have big enemies. And they will hate you. And you have to prepare. Are you, are you with me? Praise the Lord. See, the top of the ladder is not for feeble-hearted people. Alright? Only God knows how many people have caused our president today. And how many we caused him before the night. But this is how you've been causing every president. And you talk about them, and you say something, and then you say things, and then you say things. And you know, wealth has a way of shielding you from reality. I was shocked that I went to the same state where they've been beheading people, killing people, and he was giving a man. The same people that were complaining they were dying stood on the street to welcome. If well, see, we ask you, we say that all these things that they are saying that they hate me is a lie. It's true. If you get into a very high position, please have your ears on, on ground. Do what Clinton did. After all their meetings with the top officials, he will ask the cleaner in White House that the leader said we should do this. You are a common man. You have children in public school. How do you think this will affect you? He was basing the decision on what cleaners would tell him, not what people. He learned that from Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln will see all of you will talk what you want to talk. When you feel, when you go, he will go and meet somebody on the streets and say, Come in that man. You sell on the street. They say we should bulldoze that road. They gave me all the reasons why we should do so. But you people are the ones selling there. What do you think? I know someone will tell you now, yeah, if you bulldoze it, they will hate you. That's how we are making it. I say, Okay, no problem. They follow, will tell the people in the government, I say, well, you know, we are not bulldozing that road again. That's wisdom. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 
<laughs> Is somebody with me? Hallelujah. It's your time to rise. Say amen. Yeah. I'll close this way. Thank God Esther got it. She got the message. Immediately she started praying a missionary prayer. Lord, save our people. And within three days, a mighty deliverance came. Begin to look at fields that you need to conquer for God and begin to pray. This is how a Christian lives. I am going into this kind of business. My motivation is not that I want to make money. That is already there. See, the blessing of the Lord makes rich. There is something on you that compels favor. Hallelujah. It's because we haven't understood these things. I told him for service, Apostle Paul emphasized that let him that stole steal no more. Let him walk with his hand. Not so that he can eat, so that he can have something to give to the poor. Everything about God is that take your attention away from yourself. If you are thinking of building 50 houses for widows, it is impossible for you not to have one good house. Are you, is that right? He, will, he that wants to have 50 for people will at least have one for himself. If you think beyond yourself, this is how it works. About solving problem. We that is where I want to start this for the first shift is everybody should go home and start thinking, adopt that name. The Bible has called you by that name. Savior shall arise. Hey, brother, you might be living in a room apartment. Sit down on your seat tonight and say to yourself, I am a savior to a particular people or a situation somewhere. I might not know it now, but I begin to pray and start preparing myself. Where do they need me to save them? But I know today I'm a savior. Can I hear me? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. There are families they need you. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Some of people, some of the relatives you've left behind. They are your assignments. Who is groaning and crying because you have not you, you are yet to rise? So if this scripture is true that the end is special creation is somebody's groaning because of you. You know what? God told them that they were going to spend about four hundred years in captivity. It took Moses extra 40 days to get it. They came out of Egypt after about 430 years or so. So 30 years extra in captivity. What led to that? Moses not getting it right. This will let you know that you are tied to some people somewhere. They were praying. The Bible said God looked at the affliction of the Israelites. The Bible said God had compassion towards them. But they were tied to a man called Moses who first of all disobeyed for 40 days, 40 years and went away. Then when God appeared to Moses also and he said that I have heard the cry of my people. He said I have respect for their suffering. He said come that I may send you. And Moses got there. And he found that can you imagine over one million people crying because of one man who was tending to his sheep doing his own business. Marrying Zipporah and enjoying himself until he saw the burning bush. And God said to him no boy they are crying because you are here. Every burden at the sound of my voice, there is a seat that belongs to you. And until you sit on it, people who are tied to that seat are crying and crying and crying and crying. And they are crying. The frustrations of people are experiencing. Oh, some will go to school because of your rising. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Like never before, I'm seeing those secondary schools. It might not be us, it might be us. God should send it to anybody. But as long as the person is a Christian, I'm happy. I'm seeing those secondary schools. Sir, I imagine hundreds of them that are of international standards and they are spread all over the nation and that they are free of charge. And I imagine a downfall driver on the street saying it with joy that my son is in that school. You know what we have? Even the attitude of downfall driver will change on the streets. The day his son gets admission to that school, as he's driving, his conscious all of a sudden, hope is coming to him again. That that school is the best in the country and my son is there. A woman selling pepper by the streets now, she's happy that my son is there. You are not asking them for cobble. The day you do common entrance for that school, you will shut down the nation. Because everybody wants to go there. The only condition is that you pass, you go. We don't say you are a Christian, you are a Muslim. You will pass the exam, you go. That's all. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. You see, I've thought far. I just said to myself that if you have 1,000 partners... If all of you become more time, like you have 1,000 partners, who give 1 million every month, that means you are 1 billion. So you can take care of the school. You have the best staff, best teachers, best non-academic staff, every security in the school and everything. 
and the students are not paying anything because the partners are paying for them. The same thing goes for the hospital. So all the children people are receiving for free. So people are paying for it joyfully. Why you finish treating them again? Tell them, don't be sick again. Jesus can make you not to be sick. Go. And salvation will come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Very soon, some will arise. It might be individuals, it might be a group of people who will have banks. And they will give money to people without interest. Just to help people. You know, the moment you're not doing it to make money, you are doing it to help humanity, it is very easy to do it for free. Now, I've been saying this before, that before the next first scarcity, many of you are filling stations. It's not the one you want to use to make money. You already have your money. But you are starting one to help people. That when they are selling at a price that is killing people, you bring your own to have home. People will kill from here all the way to Agege to come to your filling station. Because when the price is 145, you are selling your own for 15. Now, who doesn't want to come? The only people that will not come are the rich people. The poor will come. The kill will frustrate the rich. If you really have money in your pocket, you won't wait for that kind of kill. That's how to separate the classes. I know some selfish people will come also wants to buy, but you know the truth of the matter is that those who really have money will not come there. So they leave it to, and that, that the elimination is done very well. Are you with me? We think this way. But in all these things, they still don't substitute for the fact that everybody listen to me and I close with this. Never stop knocking on people's door, talking to colleagues in the office about the salvation of their soul. When we help the world with all this we are saying, is for us to have opportunity to share the word with them. At the end of the day, the most important thing you can still do to another man is to lead them to Christ. When the power of the Holy Ghost comes upon them, also the same vision you have, they can have, and Jesus has more disciples on the face of the earth. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. Anybody who thinks the way I'm thinking, number one, you'll be disciplined with your time because you know you're on a mission. And number two, you won't fall for anything. When you get to office 8 o'clock, when they have to come to office 8, you get there 8. You don't get there 8.15 and sign in 8. Those attitudes will disappear from you because that is not who you are. You are the saint one. You know you are on a mission. If you are working under somebody, something tells you that this is just for a short time. Maybe one or two years. And those two years like Jacob, you'll put in your best. Because you know, in your thinking, you've already concluded that you are going to have maybe times hundred sides of this company, and that people will be working for you, and because you want those to work for you to be loyal to you also, so you are loyal where you are. So some people don't understand why some people practice integrity. It's because what they can see ahead. So she's working somewhere, and they are paying her peanuts. There is a pressure of outstretch, yet she won't touch what does not belong to her. It's because she's convinced that in five, six years, I am having this company that is instead of this size. I don't want them to be stealing from me, so I'm not going to touch what does not belong to anybody. So apart from understanding from the Bible that this is wrong, the person has an understanding that I am bigger than this thing. It takes care of me. Christ, I am the light of the world. So I can't drop a wrong example. I can't do it. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Has someone heard me today? Shall we rise? Blessed be your name, Lord Jesus. We give you praise. Lift up your hands and just thank God. Just worship Him. As the Father has sent Him, so he, as Lord, as God sent Jesus, so He has sent me. Oh, I've been commissioned by Jesus already. Thank Him for it. Lift up your hands and just worship Him. It's a good thing to know that I've been sent. I've been sent. I've been sent. I want to lead everybody in just one prayer today that Lord, show me my field. And lead me there. Can we pray? There is a field for you. Now, I, 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 don't pray gentleman's prayer or say, just pray. From your heart, pray. You see, we don't have much time. We, we are not going to waste time about this. When did we say Happy New Year that we're already in March? If you believe that you need divine hand to move into that field, pray right now. Lord, show me. Just lead me. Just direct me. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. So in the name of Jesus Christ, I am led. I am led. There is a path I do not know by my mind. But by the Spirit, I know there is something for me. So in the name of Jesus, my steps are ordered. 
to my field my steps are ordered oh do I have people really praying there this morning I want us to pray in Jesus name circumstances we are lying they will line up so let me walk in the path that the Lord has laid before me in the name of Jesus Christ Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. I adore you. I adore you. Jesus, we lift up your name. Jesus, we worship you. Jesus, we praise you. We praise your name. We praise your name. We praise your name. We praise your name. Oh, thank you, Father. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the teaching of Pastor Shola Oshomakinde. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Twin Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m. While our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.